0: You want to change the world,
1: So do I. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Curious Christians. I am your host, Brandon Chavere, here with my co-host, Pastor Roger Kranz. Hey, everyone. Guys, we're super excited to have you, as always. And tonight, we are a little bit more fired up than usual because we just came back from a uh, big Christian seminar called The Getaway. And uh, it had it featured Matthew West as a uh, musician there who played some songs for us, and it was awesome. We got to fellowship with a bunch of other Christians, and uh, really feel that faith in a group, and it was awesome, a great experience. And uh, we also got to see um, Willie Roberts from Duck Dynasty. Him and his wife were there, and uh, they got to share stories about their marriage and uh, some of the things that they've gone through, and it was it was super interesting. But. One of the things that I really loved about them is uh, the entire show wasn't uh, wasn't just very serious. You know, it, it had a lot of comedy in it, and so I, I think that's very important because you know when you get to that point where you can enjoy and kind of let loose a little bit, I think you kind of reach a different level where you can almost relax in the faith
0: absolutely you know they were um they got their point across but they did it in a really fun way and i i agree with you um i can't say that i ever watched any of the duck dynasty shows um i just never did yeah neither did i i feel like after seeing him live last night that that i've really missed out because i may even have to go back and watch some of those reruns of the of the duck dynasty show just to see him uh they were incredible And uh, Matthew West, you know, our praise team at church uh, plays a lot of his music, and so it was really neat to go and watch him play the same music that we play live. You know, yeah, it was was cool.
1: It was awesome, and I thought I thought he did very well. Um, And their stories were just they were awesome. So you know, they they started off, and and you know, this was actually um, this was a couples uh, event that was basically designed for. Uh, improving marriage and just kind of some tips for marriage so you got to go out with your spouse and uh, just kind of enjoy the night and uh, they gave a lot of good tips and then they had a uh, guest pastor who spoke who had me in tears i mean he was he was so funny but what was awesome about him was um, there was these moments where you know you were in tears laughing and then seconds later he would say something you'd almost feel the seriousness in the room just come there but he broke that ice with a joke And was able to introduce something that was kind of uncomfortable into the situation and it almost made it easier to stomach easier to talk about so um, everything about that show was awesome Uh, the one thing that I can say that I really disliked was I think like four or five times they like credited the devil for trying to end their marriage and stuff and so I look I, I know I looked over and I saw you shaking your head and I'm thinking the same thing I'm like you know this this secular world that we live in has enough issues that, you know, we'll get to your marriage. It's not him just going up there and trying to tear your marriage apart. You know, he's got other agendas and it's not your, your marriage is suffering because either something, you know, you're doing or not doing. And so that could be an issue. It's not just the devil going in there poking saying, all right, I want this marriage.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, the, the other thing that struck me was, um, not only did it, 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 uh, have some really good points that they made for everybody, but they really uh they really the points were um points that you could really relate to like you know everyone there was a couple so you you really couldn't be there without relating to what they were talking about you know so um you know i i i admit i left there thinking twice about several things yeah that i want to make some changes and
1: and, and that's what it's designed for and what i thought was awesome was um it encompassed Everything from uh, there was a couple there that had gotten married two weeks prior and then the oldest couple there had been married for over 56 years I mean, so There's something for everybody a couple that's married for 56 years went there and still Wanted to grow together and and bond and learn some new things and it was it was wonderful You know, I, I really felt Like uh, once once you got going with it, once you actually started listening to it, it was all God inspired. And, you know, you were actually able to um, take that and say, I'm going to apply some of this to my life.
0: Yeah. And uh, I thought it was great that they gave away some T-shirts. They gave the man a T-shirt that said, I am the boss but then they gave the wife a t-shirt that said, I'm the real boss so uh, I thought that was funny
1: Yeah it was it was awesome and they did a really good job of breaking down um, the struggles that a husband goes through and the struggles that a wife goes through. I think they really covered both sides of it and uh, it, it felt fair you know it, right. some, sometimes when you're trying to bring up these issues like we, we've already had a podcast dedicated to men you know, men in the marriage, which that is a section of it. And then, you know, maybe next time we can speak about women in the marriage, but they were able to introduce this as a marriage night and, and really target both, both sides of it. And, uh, it was, man, they, they did a wonderful job. I can't recommend that enough. If you guys have the chance, I don't know. I don't even know how many more cities they're going to, if they're still doing it, but it's called getaway. If you guys look it up, um, they might even be coming towards your city. And if they are, uh, I'd recommend going to see it. It was wonderful.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They did mention uh, quite a few more cities that they were going to, so you might want to keep an eye out for it. But um, I I always ask you what the topic's about. I think I can guess tonight, but go ahead and tell us anyway.
1: So today's topic, since it's already frosty on our minds here, is we're going to be diving into marriage. We've already kind of opened this topic a little bit up, uh, just just kind of cracked it from one side or the other so far. Um, we did the men's one where we talked about what God expects from men in the marriage. Uh, if you guys haven't gone back and listened to that yet, go back and listen to that. It's a really wonderful episode if you want to know um, what God expects of you in your household. Uh, also we've gone over divorce a very touchy subject and what God thinks about it and so if you're having issues or you've been through divorce listen to that and you know see see what God had us uh, reveal to you guys that night they're both wonderful episodes and I anticipate that there's probably going to be hundreds more like this throughout the course of our podcast and it's because this is a very um, important topic and so you know when when you dive into it, you can dive into it from many different angles. But today we're gonna to go head first into the topic of marriage in general. So I'll open this up um, just kind of to you, um, and I also want to um, specify that today we are talking about a modern marriage, okay? Because um, one of the things that we talked about prior to this podcast was that if you want to go um, deep biblically into marriage and you hit some old Testament things, it's very hard to kind of relate and apply to today because that was a different time written for that specific type of marriage. We are in a modern day, not meaning that, you know, God doesn't still expect some things out of us, but that we, we kind of hold ourselves to some different things. So let's open it up like this and just say, um, you know, in a marriage, um, obviously we think we're, you know, all in agreement that we need to hold God first. So how do we do that in a marriage effectively?
0: Well, you know, I, I think it, it, starts, um, it starts in the process of courting. You know, um, the Bible tells us that we shouldn't be, that, that we should be equally yoked and uh, equally yoked together. And, and, you know, a lot of times people say, well, that's what that's talking about is, you know, different races or, or sometimes people say it's talking about this or that. What that really means is that, you know, it, it's, it's gonna make your marriage very difficult if one of you go into it as a Christian and the other doesn't, you know, equally yoked um, for in, you know our purposes tonight is that two Christians get married, and that you know we've shared it before on podcasts. That's why, as a pastor, um, I don't do that many weddings because. We won't, we, you know, we're not going to marry anyone. God holds us accountable for that, so we're not going to marry anyone unless they're equally yoked. And so, part of our counseling process before the marriage is, you know, we we have one-on-one time with the the bride to be and the groom to be, and we just come right out and ask them, "Are you a Christian? Have you was there ever a time you asked Jesus into your heart? And uh, if you were to die today, do you know that you know that you know you'd go to heaven?" And if they can't answer yes to that question, then, then, then the process um, lengthens at that point. And you know, uh, a, a, a great scenario is when we can lead them to the Lord and then they go into the marriage you know, as a Christian. Um, a lot of times that, that doesn't happen though. And, um, and so we, we end up saying, I'm sorry, I can't, I can't marry you because I'm, I'm, God holds me accountable for that. And so you know that's a great question to start this off with, but I think it it starts in the courting process when you're you know when you're out there and and uh, you know you have the butterflies in your stomach when you meet someone and uh, you have the puppy dog eyes and and your heart's pounding out of your chest because you can't wait to see them you know all that courting that the the wonders of courting you know and um, part of the process there is. You know, once you meet that person and you start dating that person, you know, one of the conversations that needs to happen is God. You need to have a God conversation at that point, you know. And, uh, and you know, once again, another great scenario would be if, if one is a Christian and the other isn't, that the Christian gets to lead the other one over to the Lord. That'd be a great, uh, you know, what a story, what a testimony to share with your children later in years or to share with your friends, you know, going forward. But um, the the courting process is really is where it all needs to start. Um, you know, a lot of times we, you know we'll will counsel people that are Christians, and then uh, then the the counseling process isn't quite that far that long. You know, usually it's about three, um, three hour sessions with each one, and then we'll know at that point whether or not they're ready for marriage. But we never want to set anyone up for failure, so. You know, God has to be a part of every piece of that relationship, not just bringing him into it at the wedding ceremony, you know? So, yeah, it's got to start from the beginning.
1: It's so important to have God at the top of your marriage. Um, And I'll I'll reference our getaway night last night, probably all throughout this podcast. But um, that was one of the things we talked about was definitely setting that bar right from the start. God first, your spouse second material things whatever else you know that all comes after
0: including god for, children
1: yeah including children it's it's mm-hmm. so hard to say that because um i'm a father myself and um i've definitely caught myself you know uh just my daughter's crying because you know something happened with her and you know my wife maybe she disagreed with not getting a candy or something and i just want to go up and hug my daughter because you know she's my little girl but you have to understand those boundaries it's very important it's biblical that's you know, right. you need to put your wife second So uh, I'm always very honest in this podcast And so I'm I'm going to tell myself here um, Because this is something I learned last night And it affected me really deeply And so I'm, I'm hoping I can um, I'm hoping I can grow from this And this is going to spawn into a question Because I already know you do it um, So at one point in the uh, In the um, Little sermon that was given uh, he, he said that he wanted us to grab Our partner's hand So we grabbed uh, hands and he said, "You know, it's very important that you pray together." And he said, "A wild statistic." He said that it shows that one in three marriages without prayer, that they and it would, they could end in divorce is basically the the number he gave. And then he quoted another one, and he said these were actual statistics that were that were drawn up. And so the other one, uh, was couples that pray together. It shot up to like what one in 2300, I think is what he said. Yeah. And that was just, it was wild to me that your odds go from, you know, almost 40% to, you know, such a, such a wild difference and, and having a, having a chance to survive this world, having a chance to really, you know, root your marriage. And so that hit me because, um, I feel like me and my wife have always had our faith, um, We both believe in God, which was, I believe, enough at the time to say that um, regardless of where we were, that our foundation hopefully was rooted in God. So I, I thought that was very important until he said, how often do you pray with your wife? And I never do. I, You know, we every now and then we'll kind of joke and we get this from you you know one of us will take a bite of food and be like did you pray for that you know just because <laughs> we want to call each other out with it and joke around and so yeah. you know there's been a few times that we've prayed together um when when it's scheduled prayer as far as uh okay we do our jesus calling and we get done our jesus calling all right you want to pray for the day hell you know uh, lord let us have a great day and this and that i think what he was referring to is how many times do you guys sit down together at the end of the night after the day and and pray like you would Pray like I do to God. I don't pray anything like I do out loud to my wife like I do in private. When I pray to God in private, it's me and Him. And I think He was saying that you need to get to a point where you can do that with your wife, where you can actually have that moment where you feel that connected to where you two, with eyes closed and hands together, can enter into prayer together and stand before the Lord as one, as a couple, presenting yourself. And so it hit me very hard because I'm not there. I'm not. And the way I know I'm not is because he said, um, husbands, take your wives' hands. And he said, uh, I want you guys to say a prayer for them. And he said, if you guys pray together or if you can, you know, whisper the prayer into her ear. And man, I was feeling moved to do it, but I was just frozen. <laughs> so I was holding her hand. And I was praying. I was like, Lord, you know, bless my wife. Thank you so much for her. I just couldn't say it. I couldn't say it out loud. I couldn't whisper in her ear and say thank you so much I I can on the podcast I can like say it now But in the moment I froze yeah. and that's where I was at as I realized in that moment Even though I feel like and, and me and my wife have a wonderful marriage I mean in our seven years we've always made it a point never to go to bed mad at each other We, we rarely ever have disagreements or arguments. We're very in tune with each other and so to realize right there that we are still very far from where God wants us to be because I locked up and I was so nervous in such an important part of my life, that right there hit me. And so it's just one more reminder that you will never stop growing in God and right there that is my next thing is seeing that and saying okay here's what we have to do we have to really start growing in God together and we gotta we gotta bring ourselves to this next level we gotta start praying together even if it's out of my comfort zone we gotta start we gotta we gotta encourage each other this is God we're talking about so leading into this question from someone who I know prays because I, I've seen you do it all the time with your wife how important is that what how does that affect your marriage
0: Uh, It affects it greatly, but, you know, I I wanted to just back up for a second because you said, you know, even if it gets me out of my comfort zone. And and I want to address the comfort zone there for a minute because there's two reasons why that is out of everyone's comfort zone. Number one is intimacy. It's a very intimate thing to go to God and pray to him for the one that's the closest to you. You know, your wife is the closest one to you. So it's very, very intimate to do that. The other thing, though, the, and probably the, the biggest problem with it is it, it, it makes us vulnerable. It, it allows us to be vulnerable in front of them. And as the man of the house and the husband and the dad, you know, we, we have a lot of labels and a lot of uh, big titles to live up to. It's, it's hard for us to be vulnerable in front of the ones we love. And so that's why, you know, we, we always, we, you ever, when you start crying, you, don't you turn away? You know, we don't want anybody to see us cry because we're all of a sudden we're vulnerable. So, you know, to pray in front of your wife and to let her hear your prayer that, that you're praying for her is extremely intimate and extremely vulnerable. So that's why it's, that's why, that's what really makes it so such an important part of a marriage. Um, that's why those statistics are what they are because people that know who to go to when there's an issue or people that know who to go to, to 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 keep from having issues you know people that know to go to God with that those things they're the ones that end up staying together for the duration and so to answer your question it's extremely important in a marriage to be able to pray out loud to your spouse and for your spouse
1: yeah and it's you know just like, like we kind of reiterated, you know, you have to get out of that comfort zone, and eventually that'll be a moment that you share with your wife um, that becomes so intimate for both of you. And so, you know, I, I hope I can really start working on that, but you know, it just it never ceases to amaze me how um, God will keep showing me opening doors that I didn't know were there to show me that there's so much more to go, you know. As I feel better, as I bring myself closer to God, I start to you know think man i'm getting i'm getting really you know far into this i'm feeling good and then he opens another door and he's like you got so much farther to go (laughs) and so it's you know but and i I like that though you Mm -hmm. know the chase never ends and that's that's what you know he wants he wants us to always seek him and so to have him you know at the very center of your marriage i mean that is just it's it's detrimental to your marriage
0: yeah, the, you know, uh, I, I was just thinking uh, a couple weeks ago, I came home and I was really upset about something. And I was, you know, my wife, sometimes she becomes my sounding board. That's, that's, that's part of her being a helpmate to me. And so I was sounding off to her about, you know, w- what I was upset about. And she, she never said a word. She just was a good listener. And then she grabbed my hand and, and started praying. D- you know, she didn't say let's pray or anything. She just grabbed my hand and we started praying. And I tell you, by the end of the prayer, everything was all better and it felt so good and so it was really nice this afternoon to pay that back to her because she was upset about something today and um, and when we were able to comfort her with prayer so um, it's it's a it's a tool it's a marriage tool that's just you know you can't put a value on it
1: yeah and you're definitely right about the whole intimacy thing too you know it we we have like prayer chains here and um, you know if uh, if somebody let's just say is you know they got a sickness and they ask for prayer it's really easy in your um, in your safe zone in in your own spot with your family all protected it's really easy to say Lord heal that person and you know be with the family and help them out it's it's a different story if it's your family it's a different story if that's your wife and so um, if someone just says you know hey I'm, I'm having a really hard time I need some prayer Lord help them out and then you get to go back to whatever you're doing but when that is, you're right, the closest person to you, that is your wife, that is your other half. You are you are one soul and that is your other half of it. And so when she hurts, you hurt. And so when you go to the Lord in prayer and you're opening with her, that is very intimate. And that is a very hard thing to, to get past, but a very important thing to get past. And man, I'm, I'm gonna start practicing myself because I wanna get there. I wanna get to the point where we're so comfortable that our prayers are one.
0: Yeah, we preached on it not too long ago. This same topic, and we we um, we gave an illustration. And I just took my hands and I put them on my chest, and I, I gave the illustration. You know, when when you when you do something that intimate with someone that close to you, like pray for them out loud, it's like you're you're ripping open your chest to expose your heart to them, and that's not something we grow up being comfortable with. We don't want to expose our heart to anyone. You know, we keep that heart behind a vault and, and brick walls and cement walls and we put all these walls up against our heart. But when you when you do something that intimate with someone like your wife, you're actually opening, you're tearing your chest open and exposing your heart to them where there's, there's no barrier between the two. And so that's what makes it so intimate and that's what makes you so vulnerable. So um, you know you're, it is very much out of everyone's comfort zone to do things like that. But once you've done them for a while, um, it becomes second nature. And, and that's when it really gets sweet because you know exactly when you need to do it. You know, when, when you, you see the, the stress on their face, it's, it's, it's such a blessing to be able to grab their hand, don't say a word, and just start praying for them right then and there.
1: It, it brings you to a whole other level. You know it was yeah. um the the guide said on the stage, he said, you know, and 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 you'll hear people that have been married for sixty years and said, You know, we never had God in our marriage. And he, he said, You know, but was that sixty years of happiness? and i've I've heard you say the exact same thing. Exactly. it's such a it's a it's such a true statement, but you know, those people who have been married for that and they've never had God, really, truly, are they happy? But, you know, he also described a point where he was with his wife, where he got past everything physically and he loved her soul and so when you get to that point you're in such a different area I mean you can love the person you can love their personality you can work good with them you can you can go through this life with them but when you connect with that soul that is what God intended for marriage that's right and and that's what he wanted so that's that's a huge place to get to and it it takes work though it takes work dedication and practice
0: it definitely doesn't happen overnight
1: Mm-hmm. on a secular level. You know, and, and they went over some stuff like that because God wants to be at the center of our lives. But, he, you know, like we've we've said in previous podcasts, you know, he wants to be there for your life, but he doesn't expect you to be a robot that sits there all day. There's there's definitely things in your life that you're going to be able to enjoy and he'll be there. But, you know, if, if you're out... Um, like we go on the lake all the time, you know, we can ride around on jet skis. And in that moment, we may not physically be thinking of God right there next to us, but there is a secular life that surrounds a a good portion of us. And so some of those little things can also creep into your marriage. And I want to touch base on those because, um, Man, uh, there was a there was a few moments in last night where uh, they started diving into that stuff, and it went instantly to the devil. So I, I, I want to correct that and kind of push it where it should have gone. And so, um, in your secular life, what you know, if, if there's little things that are bothering you, maybe maybe you're not coming home to a to a, a home cooked meal. Maybe someone should be doing that. Or, you know, maybe your house is dirty or maybe, you know, you're not helping out the kids as much as you should have or, or you know, some real world problems that um, people face. What are some tips for, for people to keep a happy marriage on a regular secular level?
0: You know, uh, years ago, my grandmother taught me a lesson. Um, she And you probably heard this from someone in your family at some time um, when, when you had a problem as a child. Uh, you ever heard anyone tell you to kill them with kindness? Well, that you know, I think that's kind of gotten off the the, the biblical um, statement. I don't think we should kill anyone with kindness, but that's really a biblical thing to do. Um, I want to uh, reference this to when I was um, when, when we were first married. Um, one of the things I really wanted to see happen in my household was I wanted to come home to a really clean house every day. I just wanted everything clean, but we all we had three children and my wife worked too so when i would get home a lot of times the house wouldn't be clean and i'd just walk in and all of you know i'd have a good day but i'd walk in and see that and all of a sudden get aggravated and so I started going to God and say, God, you know, I, I figured he was the right one to turn to, you know, so I turned to God and I said, God, you know, I, I, I work all day and I'm coming home and I want this house clean. And I want you to, you know, so I started praying, God, I want you to uh, place upon her heart the desire to get, keep this house clean. And, um, and I, so I prayed that prayer really earnestly for about a week and a half. And then one night, God just, Kind of slapped me over the head with a two by four, so to speak, spiritually, and he said, "If you want the house clean, clean it." And uh, and so I I just I was like, "Lord, did I misunderstand that?" And he said, "No, if you want the house clean, clean it." And uh, and so I kind of chewed on that for about three days, really aggravated with the Lord and with my wife. And so um, I I came home the fourth day, and the house wasn't clean, and I'd worked all day, and so I I. I just started cleaning the house. And I mean, I didn't, I didn't do it in a mean way. I didn't do it where she knew I was upset. I just did it, um, did a couple loads of laundry, cleaned the kitchen up, cleaned, you know, vacuumed the floor. The kids were already in bed by this time. And, um, and so she, she just kind of watched me and watched what I was doing and said, thank you. And we went to bed. The Next day, came home, house was still dirty, you know, dirty again. Uh, just kept remembering what God said. If you want the house clean, clean it. And so I did that for several weeks, weeks now. And um, and then one day my wife just hugged me. She hugged my neck after everything was clean. She hugged my neck and said, I'm I'm I want you to know I'm gonna try to do this better. I'm trying to be better at this, and I'm gonna try to keep it where you don't have to come home every day and do this. And I and you know, I'll you know that 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 picture where you hear angels, oh You know, that's how I felt. I felt like the angels in heaven just started rejoicing and that following what God told me to do specifically, uh, it worked out. And, uh, and so I share that story to say this, um, when in a secular way, like you said, when you see things that, that aren't right and little things in your marriage, go to God with them and ask God how to handle it. Now, most everything, well, no, let me rephrase that. Everything is already written in his word, but most people, you know, we're, we live in an age where you want your answer really quickly. So um, if, if, you, if you can't uh, muster the energy to go to God's word and look for the answer, uh, just get, go to your knees and, uh, and ask him for the answer and he'll give it to you uh, no matter what it is. Um, and, and this is all-encompassing a marriage anything that has to do with your marriage, any little thing, go to God, ask God about it, because here's here's why he does that. Number one, he loves us, period. Number two, he doesn't want anything on our mind that's gonna distract us from his will. What is his will? To be thankful in all things. So when there's complaint on our lips, God's gonna solve that complaint one way or the other. Now, when the complaint gets so bad that God's tired of hearing it, He'll solve it in any way he sees, he, he deems to be fit. So so it's best to go to him before it comes out of your mouth as complaint and just bring your, bring your um, thoughts to him and let him tell you how to solve it. That is the best advice we can give any married couple.
1: That's very important. You know, um, I've been married for a little over five years now. Um, seems like I've been with her for a lifetime. And I feel like I know her so well, but every year it never fails. I feel like I know her better and that's going to continue But um, in in my five years the one thing that has gotten me and her through everything and like I said, I you know I, I feel very connected to her um, We need to improve on a spiritual level we do you know I want to bring God more into our life and really make that a center point but the reason I think that up until now Um, that we have been so good even though we haven't done what we mainly should be doing is from this tip right here. Me and her are very good about seeing the other one in a bad mood and being the light at the end of the tunnel for that person. It's very important. And I referenced a movie on here before and, man, Jim told me what it was, and now I'm going to kick myself because I forgot again. Sorry, Jim. Um, <laughs> uh, fire something. Fireproof. Fireproof, yes. Okay, so, um, you know, and we – I watched that movie, and the, the the whole premise of it is this guy has to do so much for his wife being unthankful for it um, at first and then it turns her attitude around. And that's how me and my wife operate. One of us is in a bad mood and the other one's almost determined to try to get that other one out of it. So she might be in a bad mood, and guess what, I'll bring her a cup of coffee. She may she may not even tell me thank you. Guess what, she is in her own bad mood, and I understand that because I get in my bad moods, and I just wanna kinda of shut away. She's in her bad mood, uh, you know, why don't you go take a minute and go lay down for a second. I'm in my bad mood, you know, hey, well, go go hop in the hot tub for a second and just go relax. And so that has been our key thing: is that we are selfless when it comes to each other, as far as giving up um, something in the moment, even if it's a displeasure to us. Um, you know, I had a similar story with back in the day where I used to come home and clean the house spotless. I would, um, I would, I would do it, and I would try to get every single house clean and or every single part of the house clean, and I would even surprise her with dinner and um you know i had done that uh probably for a couple weeks in a row i had done it at least a couple times a week made the house spotless and uh so incorrectly i didn't go to god about it i was doing it out of spite um which i didn't do it out of spite i felt good after i cleaned the house and i did it. but one day i got fed up and so i had basically kind of let my wife have it and say you know hey you're not doing you know you're not helping me out you're making this house a mess and then um she, she said that she was going to clean it. And I basically kind of said something about, like, no, you're not. You're just going to say you are. And so um, she told me. She's like, no, I'm going to clean the house. And so I cleaned the house the entire day out of anger. And when she got home, I was angry. And she could feel it. And then she, before I could eat, before, I was thinking that she was going to be like, you know, thank you or whatever. And I was going to be able to blow up and be that. She didn't even thank me. She yelled at me. And she, you know, so... Don't do it out of anger. If you're go- if you want to change something, just like when you know you obeyed God and you started cleaning your house, you didn't clean it every single day out of spite because you're mad about the situation. If you want that change, do it out of love. That's your that's your husband, that's your wife, and do whatever it is out of love. And that change, if you go to God, will take place in His timing. So. I share that because now my wife has been cleaning the house. I don't know what God laid on her heart, but man, she has been cleaning the house every single day for the last couple months. And I mean, the house is spotless and I don't nearly tell her thank you enough, but she has no idea how much it means to me to come home and to have a clean house after working so hard and so long. And, um, it's, it's just awesome that God laid that on our heart because, um, I definitely prayed for it. I prayed that, you know, I could come home to a clean house too. And, you know, and there's, there's so many other examples. I, you know, it's funny because you had yours and I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm the same one this is saying, you know, <laughs> we can relate to this, yeah. but you know, there's so many different areas, you know, if, if you guys are at nighttime, you, you know, she wants to watch a certain TV show and you want to watch another one. Maybe give in or better yet spend some time talking to each other, you know, take, take some time and cut off your phones. You know, the other night, both of me and my wife's cell phone service were really bad. And guess what we did? We talked crazy. We can have conversations. <laughs> and, and right. it, it really, you, when you sit down and you actually talk to them there, we were, we were finding out things about each other that we still didn't know. You know, things that she had no idea about me, things that I had no idea about her. She was telling me stories. And so it, it's very important to open up that communication and to do everything in your marriage out of love and if you're upset take a step back and try to cool and if you have to fight through it to get to that point where you are still acting out of love do it but if you let that anger eat up inside of you that's a natural secular it's not the devil coming and grabbing you he's not over there and he's not like oh i got him he's mad he's now i'm taking this marriage no you're mad because your boss just made you work overtime and you're coming home and you're late and you're tired devil didn't do that your boss did it right, <laughs> so right. you know understand the difference and understand when you need to step back and understand when you need to step up
0: yeah really good um really good uh, illustration there um I, I think though it's important uh or it'd be fun if we um if we kind of challenge our listeners once again I love doing that. I love when we challenge our I listeners. love it when we challenge them and they write in and tell us what they did. So um, let's challenge them tonight. Um, if, if you're hearing this and, um, and you're married or, or even if you're dating, um, for the next 10 days, do something special. Start off with something small and end up with something big. And, uh, and, and, and while it's frosty on your mind right now, go ahead and write it down. As soon as the podcast is over, get a piece of paper and a pencil, write it down, and uh, just write out ten things you're going to do for the next ten days uh, for your spouse or your your girlfriend or boyfriend, whatever it is and and uh, and then at the end of the ten days, write into us at thecuriouschristians.com dot and let us know how it went. Uh, the, you know, you can't go wrong doing things like that, and and it's it's yep. such a blessing to the other person. Yep.
1: and don't get overwhelmed with that number 10 days either this isn't this isn't a 10-day commitment where you're going to be out of work for 10 days it can be as simple as when they get home the first thing you do is you compliment them and tell them you love them you know but but figure that out my wife recently did this thing um it's like the love test or whatever and it basically determined what means the most to us like whether or not it's Um, affection, whether or not it's compliments or gifts. And so, um, mine was basically that I love, I love affection. I love being appreciated. You know, I, I work hard and, um, the very least thing that I liked on my entire list was gifts. Guess what her first one was. (laughs) Gifts. It was gifts. And so I almost, I looked at that and I almost was like, wow, you're materialistic. But then it broke down what gifts meant. And it didn't just mean, you know, it didn't just mean that I go and buy her a shirt and so I had to really dive in and see, no, it's it's thoughtfulness. It's the thoughtfulness behind what you're giving. And that's how she receives the affection. She sees that you went out of your way to do something for her. And that's how she receives that. Mine is just being thankful. I guess maybe that's God in me. I love thankfulness. I love that I go out and work hard. And all I need to hear when I get home is, thank you for working so hard. And it the whole day, you can put a nail in it right there. It's complete. Everything was worth it. I love being appreciated. So... Um, as you're writing down those 10 steps, figure out what it is that you think, um, that your spouse really likes. Is it that you just need to appreciate them? Maybe you're going to make them dinner one night. Maybe you're surprised them and take them to the movies, whatever it is. And also it's very important that when you do this, you don't, you don't expect everything back. If you have this 10 day list, don't, don't go to your spouse. If they're not listening to this with you and say, Hey, I'm doing this. So here's a list of my demands. You know, it's like, don't, don't go in, don't go in with that attitude. <laughs> Do this and see at the end of the 10 days if your wife doesn't look at you different, if your husband doesn't look at you different. Don't see, see if this affects you. And guys, we'd love to hear from you.
0: Yeah, write into us and let us know. Um and and listen, when you do something and then you see the thankfulness come back to you, thank God for that. Don't thank us. Absolutely. Thank God.
1: Absolutely. Guys, we went a little bit over on this podcast for sure. Um, but we um we don't have time, you know, we just kind of talk until we think the point's been been made. So, um, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, I don't even think I said at the beginning, but if you guys haven't already go to the curious um, we're going to be figuring out about the Facebook group here soon. Hopefully I can reactivate my account. Um, and it won't stay hacked too much longer. Um, but write us, you can write us, uh, on Instagram too. However you guys want to get in contact with us, get in contact with us. And, uh, we'd love to speak with you guys. We'd love to hear your stories. We'd love to pray for you. And most of all guys, we ask that you're going to pray for us. So we thank you and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one.